What up? Welcome in to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by Film Cinema. Cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Second episode. Whoa, starting off hot here. Second episode in a row, and I am rolling solo. Um, no Aaron today. Um, Aaron should be back on the Tuesday episode. Not 100% sure on that yet, and if Aaron is not back on Tuesday, uh, I'll make sure to have a guest here. I know you you guys can only get so much of just Kyler. I know it's annoying. Um, ask anybody around me for an extended period of time. You only can handle so much. Um, but uh, I, think, I think I've got some interesting stuff to talk about here today, and um, I think... <laughs> I think we'll have plenty of topics here. I was worried coming into this that I wasn't going to have enough topics. And, uh, you know, it's because there's really not a, like a super uh, like large amount of things going on. There's not a lot going on, really. And I'm trying to stay off politics as much as possible. Um, we beat politics into the ground with the episode Garrett was on, and then the election was right before that. So really, really, really talked way too much politics, I feel like, recently. So I'm trying to back off that, kind of take, take my foot off the gas there. But um, thanks for making um, iFilm Cinema, Not Your Normal Podcast, um, all of our podcast affiliations, uh, the KSO, AOC. Thank you for making all of these podcasts a part of your listening uh, experience. Thank you thank you for choosing us because you could choose anyone else you wanted to. But you're here listening to me, and I really appreciate it. Um, real fast, I do have some news about uh, iFilm Cinema. Um, so as far as merch goes, um, Aaron's... We were supposed to have a a October 31st, a Halloween release, but I don't, Aaron and I have not talked about that at all. Um, I think we have new merch out. Um, after I get done recording this, I'm actually going to call him. We're going to talk about it. But by the time this comes out, there should be merch either out or on its way, uh, ifilmcinemas.com. Um, also, for the people that listen to the KSO, um, so Aaron's been away. And um, he's just been coming and getting the SD cards in our recorder and the SD card and the camera for the KSO. But I did an episode last Friday with Garrett. And I guess Aaron didn't understand that it was the episode for the next day, that Saturday, which was last Saturday, and it never got uploaded. So what's going to happen, and it's going to be weird because, you know, I I like to do them week by week. Um, there's going to be two uploads of the KSO this Saturday. So tomorrow when you're listening to this, um, there'll be two November, uh, 21st episodes. I think, yeah, 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 November 21st. Um, but the ones from last week from the 14th, it just, we got mixed up or, you know, Aaron got mixed up on what episode it was supposed to be, but we're going to go ahead and put both out. Um, Garrett and I talk about some interesting stuff. And we actually, I actually talk about the Chris Paul trade and I, I tell him, I tell Garrett, Chris Paul's going to Phoenix. Like that's, that's the deal that they're, they're getting done and they now have gotten that done. So it's a good listen just to go back and, and just, and look at what games Garrett and I both predicted and if we got them right or not, um, from this, this last Sunday and, uh, from yesterday, the Thursday night football game. So, um, but yeah, there will be. There'll be two KSOs this Saturday. Um, if you're a fan of the show, listen to both. I mean, the only problem with doing a podcast like that, that I, the, the only problem I find doing a podcast, a sports podcast like that, is you date yourself really quick. Um, 
I don't listen to old sports podcasts. That's just me. I don't go back and listen to old episodes. Um, I listen to The Herd every single day. And I, I'm not going to go listen to the Wednesday episode on Thursday. I'm going to listen to the Wednesday episode Wednesday afternoon. And once I get done with it, I'm never listening to it ever again because that information is outdated. It, it's, you know, it's you, that with sports, you're always moving forward. Something is always happening week by week, day by day. So your, your media, your news gets outdated extremely quick. And um, that's the only problem that I've kind of, I've kind of found with the KSO. Whereas with this product, I can hear Silas, my, uh, my two-year-old screaming in the background. <laughs> um, what, what you get with this pro- with, with, with uh, this podcast is if you wanted to go back to episode one and listen to the origin of iFilm Cinema and go back to episode two, I think the episode two is called the White Claw Rabbit Hole. If you wanted to go back and listen to those, you could. And you wouldn't really miss anything. I mean, yeah, we do talk about current events at the time, but there are events that you would forget about or that are still interesting. Whereas with a sports podcast, if it's a week old, it's old. Like there's no point in in really listening to it. But if you want to go back and listen to the, uh, to both episodes, the episode from last week, I would really appreciate it. So what I want to talk about first today on the first topic is it's real simple. Don't judge. Don't judge. So um, the other night, and this, this has a story to it. So the other night... Um, I'm at work and I don't really remember how me and this, this gentleman got there, but he was very, he was very condescending, was very judgmental, was very rude. And I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all can hear Silas in the background here, he's, <laughs> he's having the time of his life in the living room. Um, I don't know if, if, uh, what, like how we got here and me and his conversation, his and my conversation, but, um, I'm taking him his bread, we're talking, and I go to get his drinks, I get his order, and he stops me, and, and you know, him and I are talking, and he just asks, so is this what you want to do with your life? And I kind of looked at him, like, you know, you can see it in my eyes, I, I have a mask on, but you can see it in my eyes, I'm like, really dude, who are you to say this to anybody? And I just looked at him, and I said, well sir, I said, this, you know, I said, this isn't this isn't just what I do. And he says, well, you're a waiter. That's your job at, at Red Lobster. Is this, is this where you want to be your entire life? You want to be a waiter at a restaurant? And under my mask, I'm smirking. I'm, I'm smiling. And I just told him, I said, well, sir, I said, actually, um, I said, I am trying to finish and get through the rest of aviation school. And I said, I've got over 200 hours in the air, and I said, and I also am part owner of a cinematography company, as well as I host three podcasts, and like I said, I'm not trying to like be like, oh, look how great I am, but I'm saying, like, I, I, I told this guy, I said, and I also host three podcasts, I said, one of which, being this one right here, the NYP, one of which... I said, I see week to week, every single week that it is, the audience is growing and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I said, and you know, I said, I have sponsors that are reaching out to me. And he's like, what, what, what sponsors do you have? Being real condescending. Well, yeah. He laughs. He's like, well, what sponsors? And I said, well, I said, there's, there's a company, this is not a plug for any sponsors. Um, but he said, um, for, 
he said, what sponsors? And I said, well, for the company do life first. And I said, and, um, um, I said, I've had, you know, I've had a couple other ones as well. Um, I said, there's a company called fruit of the bean, which actually I think fruit of the bean is a sponsor. Um, for this episode, actually, uh, go to fruitofthebean.com, use promo code NYNP, get you a discount, get you some delicious coffee, uh, get get some of their cool merchandise, and tell them that Kyler and Aaron sent you. They'll give you a discount. And what's great about Fruit of the Bean is it's not coffee that sits in the store that gets mass manufactured, then sits in the store for well, actually, it sit, the, sit in the store, sits in the factory for a week, then gets shipped, so then it's got to go across the country. So now it's two weeks old, then it sits on the shelves at the store for a week, then you buy it. No, 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 when you order, they make the coffee fresh, they send it directly to you. So it is the freshest coffee that you can get delivered. Go to fruitofthebean.com, use the promo code NYNP. I'm not exaggerating, not making this up, I really forgot. I actually went to my messages to see if there was a sponsor for this episode, and Aaron said Fruit of the Beans. I was like, you know what, let me plug it right here and just knock it out while I'm talking about it. But I told this guy, I said, um, I do, I, I, I said, we have some sponsors that we work with. I said, we've, we've worked with Dulaf, we've worked with Fruit of the Bean, and I said, I, you know, I said, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And I said, also, you know, I said, being a member, being an owner of a cinematography company, I said, we do weddings. I said, prom pictures, uh, engagement pictures, pictures for your family. I said, just, you know, anything you want done. I said, you want us to film your wedding? You want us to film it? You know, anything at all. Music video for you? We'll do it. And he just kind of was, he was kind of lost. Like he just, he, just, he was just kind of looking at me. And he says, so let me get this straight. He's real rude about it. He's like, let me get this straight. And I said, yes, sir. And I'm smiling. He said, so you work here? And I said, uh-huh. He goes, and you fly airplanes. And I told him, I said, yeah, not as, not as much as I'd like. And I said, but I want that to be, to be my career. And he goes, and you have a podcast. I said, yes, sir. I have multiple podcasts. And he goes, that are doing well. And I said, you know, I said, you, you have to define well. I told him, I said, you have to define well. I said, for what I expect, yeah, they're doing really well. They're doing better than I ever expected they ever would. And then I said, and then I said also, you know, I said, we also do photography and, and, and cinematography. And he was like, well, never mind then, young man. He goes, you keep doing what you're doing. He said, obviously you have a plan and you, you know, you have an idea of what you want to do and you're very busy. And I said, yes, sir. I said, I don't just work here. I said, I have other aspirations and other goals. And he was like, well, that's good. And then I said, and I said, sir, I said, I also have a family. He's like, really? He goes, you're, you're a young man. And I said, yeah. I said, I've got three kids. And I said, and I've got a wonderful girlfriend. And I said, so, you know, I said, I, I, I got a lot going on. I said, I'm not, I'm not just a waiter. And he was like, well, you keep doing what you're doing. And the conversation flipped to him being like, look at how rich, like, because he's talking to the girl sitting across from him. I don't know if his wife, it was his girlfriend. And this man was in like his mid thirties. And I mean, he has a nice blazer. He looks like he's got money. And he's telling her that, yeah, you need to tip well because, you know, this is these people's jobs. And there's a lot of people, I heard him talking about it, they're not as well off as some of us are. So he was like basically showing off and then wanted to be condescending and judge me. Be like, well, you're poor. You're whatever, which I am poor. But, and then he's like, I explained to him, well, actually, I don't just wait tables. I do this, 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 and this. And, you know, I have these aspirations. And it just flipped the conversation where at the end of it, he was like, um, you know, that, that's really cool. You keep doing what you're doing. And so 
that made me think about you know don't don't judge people because you don't know and that comes from as far as don't judge people because of their occupation don't judge people because of you know race sexual orientation religion uh uh, uh gender identification like don't don't ju- don't judge anybody <laughs> because you you go through the drive through window at uh at Whataburger and the lady gives you your food and you pay her and in your head you're like man this lady's life must be horrible because she works the the graveyard shift at Whataburger a bunch of high and drunk kids come in here and basically jack with her all night and that's her life and then you watch her walk out to the parking lot and get in a Rolls Royce and you're like um excuse me and you find out that it's a lady that has you know, is a partial owner of a massive tech company in Silicon Valley and her family's from Texas and she's a millionaire and she moved back here and doesn't have to run the company, makes a bunch of money and she just wanted, you know, something to do. She just wanted a job. So she got one at Whataburger because she likes Whataburger. She's from Texas. And you're like, wow, I just basically called someone, you know, their life sucky and they live in a better house than me, drive a better car, have a better living situation, have more money and are probably happier than I am, and I judge them. And then, it, I mean, that can go the other way. You see the dude driving the nice Camaro, revving it up on the highway with the with the windows down, and you're like, man, that guy's got a nice car. And then you realize that he lives in a trailer house, and he spent all of his money on that car, and he pays child support for his six kids with four different women, and that's the only thing nice in his life that he has is that car, and that the rest of his life he's ruined. But to you, you're like, man, Guy's got a nice car. That, that's that's awesome. So don't don't judge people based on their occupation. Don't judge people because uh, they're a different color than you or a different race or a different. And and I, I, I it disappoints me that I even have to, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying teach or educate the the uh, the people here or anything, but it's sad that you ever even have to have these conversations with anybody because you should you know you should learn that in school. Like, don't I mean there's there was kids in, in, in my class that, you know, the home situation's not great and they come to school and they look different than you and they talk different than you. And, you know, once you get older, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you can tell that there's an economic difference that they're, that, you know, that that they're in a different, a different class than you are as far as economically, as far as financially. And, uh, you know, you, you learn that, oh, this kid's actually, extremely nice and one of my best friends and the kids that are economically more like me and financially more like my family they're douchebags I'm not going to be friends with them, they're jerks I'm going to be friends with the person that has a different lifestyle than me because they're more down to earth they're they're a better person but it, it just I don't know, it, it just caught me by surprise that you come into Red Lobster to get endless shrimp which is a great deal. You pay like fourteen ninety nine or something like that, and you get all the shrimp you want. So you're not paying a lot of money any, anyway, so you don't have to be super wealthy to come in there. And But then you're going to try and patronize your server and basically belittle and talk down to your server about, this is what you want to do with your life? And then your server tells you, well, this isn't all I do with my life. I actually have, you know, I've got this this hobby that I want to turn in, into a career, being flying, and then I've got this side project, and, the, and also a hobby, being podcasting, being you know pictures, videos, stuff like that, that I would also like to turn in, into a career as well. 
and you know, I, I've, I have companies that work with me and then it changes that, that person's kind of like, well, I'm a jerk. Like it, I don't understand how that, how that kind of stuff ever even happens. I don't know if it's the people that, uh, that don't need money because it will, it will change them or the people that acquire money. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's socially unacceptable to think that, you know, you're better than somebody else because like I said, because you're different than them because you look different than them because you're, you're economically in a different, in a better situation than them. You have, you know, you have more money coming in. And so you can judge other people working different jobs than you because not everyone's going to be CEO. Not everyone's going to be a manager. Not everyone's going to do, you know, what you do. You know, there's, there's other people like there's, I'm basically what I'm saying is when you go into Domino's tonight, when you're driving to Domino's tonight while you're listening to this and you got your pizza, or I'm, I can't talk, when you're listening to this podcast and you're driving to Domino's to pick up your pizza at, at 11.30 and you want to walk in and go, this guy's life sucks. He works at Domino's, the night shift, what a loser. Why don't you talk to the guy first? Because this here's an example as well. L- let me say this and then I'll shut this topic down. So I go to the, the Bonham uh, Domino's the other night. I walk in, uh, there's a guy named Noah. I actually picked up a number at Domino's, which was really weird, but his name's Noah. And I'm wearing a camo uh, NBA hoodie. It's got every single NBA team's logo on it, and it's a camo jacket that Brittany bought me from Rue 21 uh, right before they closed. And um, I walk in, I'm getting my pizza, and the guy's like, hey, man, I like that jacket. And I said, thanks, man. I said, are you a big basketball fan, I assume? And he's like, yeah, huge. And I said, do you a Mavs fan? He's like, of course I'm a Mavs fan, man. We're in Texas. So him and I start talking. And come to find out, this guy works at Domino's. But he also has a massive, massive collection of sports memorabilia that is signed. Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowinski, Tony Romo, like massive Dallas sports memorabilia stuff that he's looking to sell. And he said, I got the Luka jersey looking to sell it for 700 to a grand. And he said, I've got, just naming off, I've got a basketball signed by Luka, i got a basketball signed by Dirk. And he names off all these things. It shows me pictures. And he was like, yeah, he's, uh, he said, I've, I've, I've really gotten into the trading of sports memorabilia and I've made a lot of money. And of course, I'm not going to, you know, I've got, I've got Brittany and the kids in the car, so I'm not going to stand there and talk to him about, you know, how, you know, if you don't mind telling me, how much do you make doing this? Because if you make enough, you don't have to work here. But he is into trading sports memorabilia and turning a profit. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. The dude's got signatures of professional athletes in his home that he's looking to sell for hundreds and hundreds, close like thousands of dollars. But if you walk in, you're like, oh, it's the it's the loser that works at Domino's. So don't 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 judge someone when you walk in, when you go through the Sonic drive-through and you see them rolling up on the rollerblades and you laugh at them. What a dork! Well, yeah, that probably that person is probably a SoundCloud rapper that in a week's gonna have two hundred thousand listens and is gonna be making money really quick while you still go to your nine to five and you still work at an insurance company or at a call center or at JC Penney or at some retailer. Yeah. Go ahead and judge. Go ahead and come into places and judge because laugh at the dude on the skates at Sonic. And then you go to SoundCloud and you go, dude, have you heard this new 
this new rapper from Texas, he's apparently based pretty close to this area, and you're listening to that dude's music, and he's smiling as you drive off after you laughed at him because you're listening to his music making him money. That's the point of this, was like, don't don't judge people based on stuff like that because you're the one that's going to look like the idiot in the long run when you put it all together, when you do come in contact with that person again, and you go, oh, that was the, that was the dude from Domino's. He now owns a... Uh, very large memorabilia shop in Dallas and uh, he drives a brand new Corvette and just bought a $400,000 house. (sighs) I still live on Main Street in my $40,000 trailer house. I I, might have laughed at the wrong guy. Um, All right, I talked about that for 20 minutes. Um, I want to talk about some lawsuits, some civil lawsuits here that I saw. So I'm talking about a lot of companies and a lot of brands. I'm so sorry. Um, so apparently from, let me get this article pulled up from Iowa, from Iowa capital dispatch.com. Um, I'm going to read this verbatim. This article is from November 18th, 2020. It says lawsuit. Tyson managers bet money on how many workers would contract COVID-19. So let me read this verbatim from iowacapitaldispatch.com. A wrongful death lawsuit tied to COVID-19 infections in a Waterloo pork processing plant alleges that during the initial stages of the pandemic, Tyson Foods ordered employees to report for work while supervisors privately wagered money on the number of workers who would be sickened by the deadly virus. Earlier this year, the family of the late... I'm not going to read this person's name because that's not right. Anyway, the family of the person that died of the virus sued the meat packing company alleging the individual was exposed to the coronavirus at the plant where he worked. The lawsuit alleges Tyson's food is guilty of, of a willful and wanton disregard for workplace safety. In a written statement issued Thursday afternoon, Tyson's food president and chief executive officer Dean Banks said, We are extremely upset about the accusations involving some of the leadership at our plant. I shouldn't have said where it was located. I'm very sorry. I hope Aaron can edit that out. If he even gets, if he, I don't even know he's going to listen to the whole episode, but I hope he can edit that out because I just gave the location of this plant. Don't go back and find it, please. If you're listening, just keep, just keep going with me here. Tyson's Food is a family company with 139,000 team members, and these allegations do not represent who we are or our core values and team behaviors. We expect every team member at Tyson Tyson Foods to operate with the utmost integrity and care in everything we do. We have suspended without pay the individuals allegedly involved and have retained the law firm Covington and Burling LLP to conduct an independent investigation led by former Attorney General Eric Holder. If these claims are confirmed, we'll take all measures necessary to root out and remove this disturbing behavior from our company. Our top priority is and remains the health and safety of our team members. Um, At least five employees at the plant died of the virus. According to the county health department, more than a thousand workers at said plant, over a third of the facility's workers, of of the facility's workforce contracted the virus. 
The lawsuit alleges that despite the uncontrolled spread of the virus at the plant, Tyson required its employees to work long hours in cramped conditions without providing the appropriate personal protective equipment and without ensuring workplace safety measures were followed. The lawsuit was recently amended and includes a number of new allegations against the company and plant officials. Um, so, oh God. So this says in mid-April, um, plant, uh, the, the plant manager, not going to say his name either, organized a cash buy-in winner-take-all betting pool for supervisors and managers to wager how many plant employees would test positive for COVID-19. Another individual, an upper-level manager at the plant, is alleged to have explicitly directed supervisors to ignore symptoms of COVID-19, telling them to show up to work even if they were exhibiting symptoms of the virus. Uh, this individual reportedly referred to COVID-19 as the glorified flu and told workers not to worry about it because it's not a big deal and everyone is going to get it. Um, it says on, on one occasion... I'm trying not to say these people's names because I'm not trying. I'm not blasting these individuals. I'm just reading an article. Um, on one occasion, blank this person intercepted a sick supervisor who was on their way to be tested and ordered them to get back to work, saying, "We all have symptoms. You have a job to do." After one employee vomited on the production line, that's disgusting. By the way, you throw up at a place where food's being like being massively distributed, manufactured and distributed, and you don't make them go home. Man, uh, vomited on the production line. Managers reportedly allowed the man to continue working and then return to work the next day. That's disgusting. In late March or April, as the pandemic spread across Iowa, managers at the plant reportedly began avoiding the plant floor for fear of contracting the virus. As a result, they increasingly delegated managerial authority and responsibilities to lower-level supervisors who had no management training or experience. The supervisors did not require truck drivers and subcontractors to have their temperatures checked before entering the plant. In March and April, plant supervisors falsely denied the existence of any confirmed cases or positive tests for COVID-19 within the plant and allegedly told workers they had a responsibility to keep working to ensure Americans didn't go hungry as the result of a, of a shutdown. Tyson paid out $500 thank you bonuses to employees who turned up for every scheduled shift for three months, a policy decision that allegedly incentivized sick workers to continue reporting for work. Tyson executive allegedly lobbied Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds for COVID-19 liability protection that would shield the company from lawsuits and successfully lobbied the governor to declare that only the state government, not local government, had the authority to close businesses in response to the pandemic. While Tyson is yet to file a former response to the new allegations, it has said in previous court filings that it vigorously dis disputes the plaintiff's claims and has invested millions of dollars to provide employees with safety and risk mitigation equipment. The lawsuit claims that while Tyson has repeatedly claimed that its operations needed to remain open to feed America, the company increased its exports to China by 600% during the first quarter of 2020. That looks awful. Oh, my God. Um, the lawsuit is seeking unspe unspecified damages for fraudulent misrepresentation and gross negligence. The case was initially filed in state court claiming violations of Iowa law. Um... I'm almost done. Let me finish reading this, and then we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about this. Um, at Tyson's request, the case was moved to federal court with the company claiming it had remained open during the pandemic 
end quote, at the direction of a federal officer, President Donald Trump, who on April 28th invoked his authority under, under the Defense Production Act and ordered meat and poultry processing companies to continue operating. The nonprofit organization Public Citizen has filed an amicus wow, brief in the case supporting the person's family, efforts to, remain, to, to remand the action back to state court. In its brief, Public Citizen has said that neither the Defense Production Act nor the executive order signed by President Trump had directed Tyson to do anything. The facility is Tyson's largest pork plant in the United States. The facility employs approximately 2,800 workers who process approximately 19,500 uh, 19, hogs per day. Well, that's disgusting. So basically, what I just blabbered about for seven minutes, that supervisors at one of the biggest Tyson companies in the country was, they were had a betting pool on the number of employees that would get sick from COVID. That's like, that's kind of Roman Colosseum-like, isn't it? That's kind of like, barbaric and gladiator like isn't it like betting on people like betting on how many people are gonna get sick and how many people are gonna die the hell like <laughs> what is i don't understand what's wrong with with certain people like i, I and and but but i'm a manager so i'm not going down on the floor and getting sick i'll just have lower level uh employees with no manager training take care of my job because i'm not going down there getting sick but I bet 800 people here get sick. How much you gonna bet? That's literally what was going on. <laughs> that's 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 pretty that's pretty messed up. Um, hopefully, hopefully they find the individual managers that were involved in that. And because that's I, I don't feel like that's a that's not a company thing. That's not like that's not a company wide uh, you know thing. There's it's not man, it's, um, this article at least didn't state that there's managers all across the country that work at Tyson that were making pools. That's at one location. So that's not Tyson's fault. If this was happening all over the place and the Tyson CEO was in on it and the president and all this stuff was in on it, yeah, that's a Tyson. That's the whole company's problem. But this is just at one location. So you just find out everyone that was involved in that pool, in said pool, and you not only fire them with no severance, no nothing, you... Put those those uh, those lawsuits that you filed against Tyson. You you move those lawsuits onto those individuals. But yeah, that's that's disgusting. Like really, Tyson managers betting money on how many workers would contract COVID nineteen. That's gross. What is wrong with people? And then I had a uh, I had another lawsuit here. Uh, this one's kind of funny to me. That one was disgusting. This one's funny. Says Apple will pay 113 million to settle a battery gate investigation into its practice of intentionally slowing down old iPhones. This is from a business from BusinessInsider.com. Um, the article was from November 18th, 2020, written by Katie Canells. It says Apple will pay 113 million to settle a battery gate investigation into its practice of intentionally slowing down old iPhones. Apple, uh, I, I just read that, um, of intentionally slowing down, slowing down, I can't talk, slowing old iPhones down, a move that some customers perceived as a tactic to force them into purchasing new, more expensive models. The Washington Post first reported the news. 
Apple declined Business Insider's request for comment and pointed to a part of the filing that stated Apple's settlement does not imply admittance of wrongdoing. The so-called battery gate scandal dates back to 2017 when when customers note, began noticing that their devices were slowing down after downloading new versions of Apple software. Apple at the time did admit that the updates indeed slowed down the phones to prevent their aging batteries from causing the device to randomly shut down. Some customers and critics questioned if the move was instead designed to prompt more sales of new iPhone models, which Apple pushed back on. This, this new investigation was launched by more than 30 states, including Arizona, Arkansas, and Indiana, according to a press release. The investigators alleged that Apple was aware that its updates were slowing devices down, but failed to inform customers of the practice. In addition to the fine, Apple also legally committed to greater transparency. This is a quote. Big tech companies must stop manipulating consumers and tell them the whole truth about their practices and products, Arizona Attorney General Mark Brinovich said in the press release. I'm committed to holding these Goliath technology companies accountable when they conceal important information from users. This isn't the only financial penalty levied against Apple for the matter, but many of the payments, payments amount to a drop in the bucket when compared to Apple's sales. Last month, the company reported $26.4 billion in revenue from the iPhone alone in its fiscal fourth I can't talk fiscal fourth quarter earnings. A French competition watchdog fined the company $27 million in February for purposefully slowing performance on older iPhones without telling users about it. And in March, Apple agreed to cough up $500 million in a class action lawsuit that claimed the company slowed down phones to prompt customers to upgrade to newer ones. In July, Apple offered eligible iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus users a $25 payout if their devices were running on iOS 11.2 or later and experienced slow performance before December 21, 2017. The offer ended in early October. Give me a second. Let me grab up some water. I got water right here. I'm going to drink. My throat's like dying, dying, dying. Mm. Man, you talk for 30 minutes straight without any break, not having Aaron here, not having a guest that you like hand the conversation off to, get a drink, have, you know, something small that you're kind of snacking on while they're talking. Throat gets dry very quick. I need to get some pineapple juice. Um, Zach, Zach Schomer from the, uh, I can't ever pronounce the dude's name. Zach Schaumler from the Strong Opinion Sports Podcast. Dude, he drinks pineapple juice, and apparently it's really good for your throat. But No, so Apple is slowing down phones. <laughs> is that... That's good. That's garbage. Basically, my phone's probably being slowed down by Apple right now. Uh, or the next update that gets released for the... I have an iPhone 8. So the next iPhone or iPhone 8 Plus or something like that, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not into the new phones. I never have been. Really never will be. But... Um, so basically, people like me that got older have the older generation of iPhones. Uh, Apple, when they when they when they send out the uh, the software updates, when you down, when you install the update, it intentionally will slow down the speed of your device, trying to pursue you to buy a new version of the phone. Because if you're going into the Apple Store, you can you know you have an upgrade. You can spend nine hundred dollars and get. The, or nine hundred, you can spend six hundred dollars and get the iPhone ten, or you can spend use your upgrade instead of six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. You spend a grand, you get the brand new phone, 
and idiots go, that's a good deal. No, it's not. You're paying a thousand dollars for an effing phone. Aaron, Aaron's a person that does that. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a cell phone. Sorry. I'll pay the most I'll pay for a piece of technology. I'm not just saying this because it's the price of the Xbox or of, of the PlayStation. The most I'll pay for a piece of technology, 500 bucks. I spent $1,100 on my computer and I regret it every single day. I regret that I spent that much money on a computer um, that I barely even use now, which is so stupid. But yeah, Apple slowing down older models of the phone to try and prompt users to buy the newest version of the phone. That's that's trash. That is garbage. Like who? Mm, these companies are sick. These companies only care about your wallet. They don't care about they don't care about their product. They don't care about if the consumer is, is satisfied with the product. I mean, look at Madden. Dude, EA doesn't give a damn about their product. They want you to spend money on microtransactions. Apple doesn't care about their product. They want you to buy their $2,000 phone if you don't have an upgrade. If you haven't upgraded, it's still like $1,200 or some crap like that. They want you to, to a, a piece of technology that costs, I don't know, $60 a device maybe to make. Probably cheaper than that, honestly. But we'll just say it costs $100 to make one iPhone. Then it costs $2 to ship each phone individually. Like if you're going to ship it individually, but you mass ship them. So after everything, it costs like $120 to make one of these phones. And then they sell it for $2,000. So they turn like $1,800 or something like that, $1,780 on one phone, and they sell millions of them. Millions. Then when the new phone comes out, they intentionally slow down the speed of the $2,000 phone that you paid for which now, I mean, you know, obviously the newer, older versions are $2,000, but I'm saying in the future, if they continue to do this, the new iPhone that just came out, your $2,000 phone is going to be slowed down. Well, now you got to buy the new phone and you don't have an upgrade, and it's going to be $3,000. It's stupid. It's stupid. They don't care about their consumer. They don't care about if your consumer's happy. They care about how much money do we make on this release date? How much money do we make in the first month that the iPhone whatever, the iPhone 12 or iPhone 13, 14, 15, 15 plus. Like, they don't care. They just want to make money. And EA is the same damn way. It's, well, how much money can we make off microtransaction from Madden? And if you're a person that plays franchise or in the phone world, if you're a person that was satisfied with the iPhone 8 like I was and you don't have an incentive to buy a newer phone, they don't care about you. They're like, screw you. You're not making us any money. You're you're a consumer that does not matter. You're a consumer, but you don't matter. We only care about the consumers that are going to buy the new phone. So how do we make more people buy the new phone? We slow down yours so that you have to be a part of that group that buys the new phone. It's, it's trash. It's manipulative. It's garbage. Um, and then the whole Tyson thing, that's just... That's just negligence. That's just disgusting. Like, really? You're going to bet money on how many people catch a virus that 200,000 people in America have died from? And counting. And it's going to go up over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Cases are going to be, it'll be probably 300,000 by the end of the year. Could be more than that. And you're betting on how many people are going to get the, the uh, whatever he called it, the something flu like basically the flu on steroids is what the guy called it essentially that's sick those individuals that did that as far as at Tyson you need to lock them up and you need to give them 
Like, I don't, I mean, that's, they probably assisted in, I mean, they did assist in the death of five people at their plant. Is that not assisted homicide? I, I, I don't, is it? I don't know. You're forcing people to come to work and you levy to get protection from, uh, I don't remember, I think the governor or whatever of Iowa, whoever it was, that local government could not shut down your business, only state. Like, that's that's sick. It's just, I don't know, these people only, these rich, rich, rich people, the top 1%, uh, the the people that run companies like Tyson and the people that run companies like Apple, um, most of them only care about, you know, money. They only care about themselves. As far as the Tyson thing, though, like I'm saying, that lawsuit is not on the company. That lawsuit should be on the individuals, the managers that put that pool together. Because I'm sure if the company found out about that, they would have fired all those individuals immediately. Like, they'd be like, you're out the door. You know, they're not going to let people... Like, as as far as manufacturing companies that I've worked for, if that happened out at Sunny Delight, where managers were like, hey, um, let's see how many people get sick, uh, how much money, you know, let's, let's start a pool. I say 12 people get sick. What do you say? Nine? Yeah, whoever gets the, the number spot on, they they get this pool of money. If the company, if, if the... If the, the ownership group that owns Sunny Delight found out there was managers doing that, they would fire them immediately. It would never get to a lawsuit because they would fire them immediately. And I, you know, and, and if, if, if you don't find out, if the ownership of that company doesn't find out, but someone on the outside finds out, then it turns into a lawsuit, which is what happened at Tyson. Um, that's not an upper management thing. Upper management, I promise, pro- I, I almost 100% guarantee you had nothing to do with you know, that thing, that's just an individual, that's just people being sick on an individual level and people that should not be managers that are somehow managers, which I've experienced that in my life, people that shouldn't be managers but are, but that's a whole different topic. Um, let's get on a, uh, a good topic here. We've talked about a lot of negative stuff. Um, I, have a, I have a list here of about 10 individuals and... One's a group, the rest are individuals. But so to really understand about why the things that I I talk about on here, or the things that Aaron and I talk about, and why we find them funny, and you know the things like the certain certain things that make me laugh is what I'm trying to say. I've compiled a list of my favorite comedians. And I just want to go over them real quick, and they're in no particular order, and I don't even have it numbered. I've just got a list right here in front of me. But these people are my favorite comedians, and I just wanted to basically tell the audience, if, if you don't know who these people are, who these comedians are, go listen to them. Go find one of their acts. Go on YouTube. Go on Netflix. A bunch of them have Netflix specials. Go watch them. They're freaking hilarious. You, I promise you, you will not regret it. The funniest people in the world. So on my list, and like I said, these are in no particular order at all. Um, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> if you don't know who Jim Gaffigan is, Jim Gaffigan is a pasty white overweight male that is freaking hilarious. And he, his, his style of comedy is very clean. But my favorite bit that he does is he talks about camping. And he's just this, he's this, he's a lazy, you know, kind of just, you know, middle-aged white man. And he talks about camping and he's like, he's like, who the hell wants to go camping? He's like, come on. 
He goes, I'm going to use vacation days and not get paid. And I get to go out in the woods and I get to lay in a sack on the ground in a hundred degree weather. And he goes, that's awesome. And he said, and I get to be out in the woods where there's animals, there's bears and He's like in wolves, and he says, hey, if a bear walks up on my camp, I'm already wrapped up for him. I'm a person burrito. <laughs> and he, he, of course, he laughs a little bit, and he says, if the great outdoors are so great, why are all the bugs trying to get in my house? Yeah, so on my list is Jim Gaffigan. I think Jim Gaffigan's absolutely hilarious. Um, another one's John Mulaney. If you don't know who John Mulaney is, oh my lord. Go to Netflix, look up the special, hold on, um... I think it's called New Kid in Town. New in Town. John Mulaney, New in Town. It's a special from 2012. Oh, my Lord. It's hilarious. He's also been on uh, a Kroll Show. He is actually one of the voice actors in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm pretty sure. Does he play the pig? Maybe. Hold on. Let me see John Mulaney's character. I think he plays the pig. John Mulaney. Yep, he's Spider-Ham. He plays the pig. Um, he's um, one of the co-creators of the show Big Mouth. Um, he's got the show Mulaney. He is in a lot of stuff. John Mulaney's freaking hilarious. He's got stand-up on uh, on Netflix. Go check that out for sure. Um, another one who is kind of similar to John Mulaney, but then completely different, who this might be my favorite comedian of all time, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. He's got so many specials on Netflix. Go watch What on Netflix. Um, when you go to a comedy show of Bo Burnham's, it is not, I stand up here and I tell jokes the whole time. It's not, I do skits like Dave Chappelle, who's on this list as well, or Kean Peel, who's on this list as well. It is, you came here to see a show. So I'm going to give you a show. And he's he's... He's musically very inclined. He's very, very excellent on the piano. He's great on the piano. Um, he can sing a little bit. So he's got um, songs. He's got multiple songs. Um, he's got a song called Kill Yourself. It's freaking hilarious. Basically, it's what he's saying is to kill yourself. Um, and what the point of that song is, is um, let me show you how stupid, not stupid, but let me show you if you take a step back from your problems, what suicide looks like. Oh, you you know, this is what's going on in your life? Just kill yourself. It'll solve everything. And it it, it, it basically shines a light on suicide, but in a funny way. It's, yeah, it's a great song. Um, he's got a song called From the Perspective of God. It's hilarious. It's just how God looks down on humans and what he thinks. <laughs> it's funny. But So what Bo, uh, what Bo will do is... He takes all these songs, and they're all a story. They're all these stories, and all of his shows, he's from the start of the show to the end of the show, it is it is like, I'm trying to think of what to explain it. It's not a comedic act. It is a series of songs, and there's a message throughout the whole thing. And it's he's but he's hilarious and it's very he's very interesting he's very insightful he's extremely intelligent. If you don't know who Bo, Bo Burnham is he's got a, a he's got a YouTube channel that he's been posting YouTube videos since like 2008. Like he was very very young when he first started comedy. So go check out Bo Burnham. Um, I don't have to say anything about Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's on my list for sure. I love Jerry Seinfeld. 
Um, I have heard that Jerry Seinfeld is one of the most serious people in comedy, and that's why he's the best, is he's so serious outside of it because he wants to be the best. But yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, uh, Bill Burr. If you don't know who Bill Burr is, that's on you. Bill Burr's freaking hilarious. Um, I see, I, I, I wanted to say Chris Rock. I used to like Chris Rock a lot. Chris Rock reminded me of, and this isn't, isn't a race thing. Don't turn that into this. But Chris Rock's style was a lot like Eddie Murphy's in the 80s, in the 90s. I loved Eddie Murphy when, when he did stand-up. And Chris Rock was like that in the beginning. But Chris Rock's really not the same comedian anymore. But I liked younger Chris Rock, uh, younger Chris Rock stand-up. Go look up, like, I don't know, early 2000s, late 1990s Chris Rock. It's fantastic. Very similar to Eddie Murphy. Um, I had somebody else. I can't. Uh, I, oh, Pete Davidson. Good one. Uh, Chris D'Elia. Even though Chris has been kind of in the news for talking to underage girls, I still think his, you know, his... His stand-up's pretty good. Weird-ass dude, though. Norm MacDonald's always going to be great. He's always going to be great. Kim, uh, uh, Ken, Ken Jeong, the guy that plays uh, Mr. Chu, or whatever his name is, in the Hangover movies, that dude's freaking hilarious, his stand-up. Um, I always like Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham's stand-up's always funny. Even though he's a, ventri- a ventriloquist, uh, he's great. But the thing about all these people... Um, I mean, there's I, I I just looked up best best comedians right now. It's like Adam Sandler, Seth Meyers, Kevin Hart, um, Tom Segura, uh, Chelsea Peretiera, how do you say her name? Sarah Silverman, uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm not a big I'm honestly not not a big fan of Dave Chappelle. My dad loves Dave Chappelle. I just don't think Dave Chappelle's that funny. I he is. There's things, there's definitely skits that he does that I die laughing. Um, at but he's very hit or miss with me. I love Key and Peele. Key and Peele are hilarious. Watched them in high school. Thought they were freaking amazing. Um, but a person that I did not talk about that, in my opinion, and he's not really he's not a comedian. He's a comedic actor. And whenever you talk about the funniest you know actors, funniest actresses, the funniest people that you've ever you know seen on the big screen or been to one of their shows, this person never gets added to the list. And in my opinion. He is the funniest comedian of all time, but he, from my, from my understanding, he's never done stand up. In my opinion, the funniest comedian of all time is Leslie Nielsen. If you don't know who Leslie Nielsen is, go watch Police Squad, go watch the Naked Gun movies, go watch Spy Hard, um, Wrongfully Accused. Leslie Nielsen is literally the funniest dude of all time. Um, those movies, I can watch the, all the Naked Gun movies. Spy Hard, Wrongfully Accused. I can watch every single one of those movies all day. Um, and actually, Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic does the soundtrack or the the opening theme to the movie Spy Hard that's supposed to be like a James Bond spoof. Leslie Nielsen is, in, in my opinion, the most underrated and one of the best comedic actors of all time, if not the best. He's fantastic. Um, before I wrap this episode up, uh, I want to talk about Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Just from a basketball perspective, I was really looking forward to to seeing Klay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors be at 100%. Like, I, you know, I want to see Golden State get back to what they'd been. You know, five straight NBA Finals, then 
Clay gets hurt in the finals, and Kevin Durant gets hurt. Then Kevin Durant leaves, and then last year Steph gets hurt, and Draymond gets hurt, and you don't have any of the team, and they have the worst record in the NBA. So we're really excited moving into this year. We're like, okay, Steph's healthy, Clay's healthy, Draymond's healthy. We're about to get everybody back. It's going to be a great season. And then today I see Golden State Warriors guard Clay Thompson suffered a torn right Achilles tendon in MRI confirmed today in Los Angeles. Thompson suffered the injury yesterday in a workout in Southern California. He is expected to miss the entire 2021 season. That freaking sucks. That sucks. We're not going to have Clay Thompson. So Golden State's not going to be at 100%. Will they make the playoffs with Steph and Draymond? Yeah, and you know that crew. Yeah, they they'll probably make the sixth seed, the five seed, somewhere in the middle there. But dude, you're missing your number two guy. That sucks so 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 bad. And just from a basketball perspective of of of, of, a, of a fan of the sport, I want to see Clay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors at 100. percent And it sucks that we're gonna have to wait another year to see that. God forbid Steph get hurt again. And I mean, let's be honest. By the time that Clay gets back, are they gonna be out of their primes? I mean, this could, let me say this. If you ask me, even before the clay injury, I said this to Aaron off camera, and I'm definitely saying it now. I think Steph Curry wins the MVP this year, this 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 coming up season. I think Steph Curry wins the MVP. Now Clay's hurt? I definitely think Steph wins the MVP. Um, I, I, I just... I don't know. It sucks from, like I said, from a basketball fan, a fan of the game that just wants to see. I don't want to see guys hurt. I don't like that the Toronto Raptors won a championship mainly because Golden State was injured. I wanted to see both teams at 100% play each other. I don't want to see the Golden State Warriors win an NBA Finals because Kyrie and Kevin Love are both hurt and the Cleveland Cavaliers have no fight. It's LeBron and Matthew Delvadova. I want to see both teams at 100%. I want to see all 30 teams at 100% the whole year and see the stars play. I want to see the best players in the world play the whole season and be competitive. And we don't even get a chance to see Golden State at 100% for the second year in a row. That freaking sucks. Hopefully Clay, you know, gets back healthy. Hopefully the, there's no uh, lingering effects of the Achilles. That's a very hard injury to come back from. Um, after Kobe tore his Achilles, his career was basically over. Uh, it was really, really hard to come back. He did drop 60 in his last night, but that last year was just very painful. If, you know, being a fan of Kobe, it, 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 it's rough to watch. Um, hopefully Clay can come back 100% healthy, and this isn't, you know, the beginning of the end, but that Achilles is hard to come back from. And hopefully we see Golden State be competitive again in the future, and this, you know, this isn't it. It's not that injuries and Kevin Durant leaving plagued any chance of them winning another championship in the 2020s. All right, y'all. Um, I got Silas screaming in the living room. He's ready for me to play with him. I'm ready to go play with him. Um, I'm going to run around outside with him. We're going to have a great time. Thank you all for making me and iFilm Cinemas a part of your Friday or a part of your weekend whenever you're listening to this. Or if you're listening to this in 2022, thank you for making it all the way to this episode because if you do like I do, I go listen to episode one from 2016 of a podcast and listen all the way up to modern day. So if you're listening to this in 2022, thank you. Thank you for choosing the Not Your Normal podcast. Um, You can find me on uh, Snapchat, Calderum 21 uh, I post the links to the story sometimes. I've really been forgetting recently. I need to start doing that better. Uh, go to iFilmCinemas.com. Check out merch. Check out different stuff like that. Patreon.com. I hear him screaming. Uh, Patreon.com slash NYNP. And I think that's it. Um, hopefully Aaron's back on Tuesday. Like I said, if he's not, 
Um, I'll have a guest, maybe my dad. Who knows? Or maybe an old returning guest. Maybe I can get like Billy or Jeb or, you know, Jacob or someone that had me on the podcast. Well, maybe Hayden. We'll see who I can get on, 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 on the episode if Aaron's not here. Um, but y'all have a uh, y'all have a good weekend. Go listen to the KSO. Uh, AOC coming back soon. And um, I think that's it. I will see you on the next episode. Um <sighs> I guess go buy the new iPhone because your iPhone's about to be moving real, real slow. Thanks for listening.